special is in the air here. Long. Bowl games, Brees Hall over the right side, powering in, touchdown Cyclones. Wow, to the 10, to the left side, to the 5, touchdown! Oh my goodness, what a touchdown! Welcome back to another edition of Sound the Sirens. Uh, it's a victory podcast. It was one of the best games I've run to, one of the best experiences I've run to, uh, my dad chickened out of it, but... I did not chicken out of it. I did not feel good. I was sick, so I was asleep until 2 o'clock. Well, yeah, it's just nice to have two perspectives. You saw, you get to watch the replays. You get to see all the angles, and it's kind of a good way to, like, have someone actually there and then someone actually seeing there's a lot more goes on because when you're actually at the game, you can't really, like, go back and look at every single play every, Again, because like when you're watching on TV, it's just like, all right, what happened? And right, you get to see it because like sometimes, like with the uh, Xavier Hutchinson, that's like probably we're gonna talk about it a little bit, but like they showed that like three or, like a lot in the in the in they the kept, stadium. They kept showing it because everyone was just so outraged. So I don't know if I was on purpose. Like the guy in trouble. <laughs> like he want he wanted to he wanted just like to make the crowd more amped up, but it worked because. That was one of the probably the worst call I've ever seen in any sport at any level. It was like I haven't seen that in flag football. The recess that was egregious. Everyone agrees that's egregious. You saw a couple at the Friday night humble game, yeah. but otherwise, yeah. that, you know, it, the thing that made it bad. I mean, like I've told said on this podcast many times, I officiated football ten years in high, at the high school level and. Just wait till we get down a little further along with this before we get start doing this because I want to don't get ahead of ourselves here. So, um, I've been in that situation where I've made calls like that, but that wasn't like you missed the call. That's the worst part about it. It wasn't a missed call. Yeah. It was just an over that that is called over officiating. I think it's I mean, just, it's it, a it's a larger larger picture of what's wrong in our society. How soft we've gotten. Well, but it's, it is in the rule book that you can't change your stride. Are you serious? It says that in the rule book that you can't change your stride if you are unopposed going into the end zone. So he changed one stride, and that was what that guy called. And so in officiating, they talk about the spirit of the rule. The spirit of the rule was not that. The spirit of the rule was Deion Sanders back in the day. It was Miami back in the day pulling their helmets off and all this stuff. It was not that. And so – that was just an over officiating issue, in my opinion, and uh, it probably helped us win the game at the end of the day. Yeah, I think it, it's literally going to be like me, Austin Hillbrands, who sat in our section, and Mike, one of my our good friends, is like, "That's a turning point in the season." Like Campbell, like, everyone just like that was so egregious, and then we go to Xavier, the, the next player, right away, and Campbell's like, "We're going to get you a touchdown," and then we end up doing it because. But if we'd not gotten that touchdown right we have definitely like we were like bench bunch of fan bases were talking crap about the tennessee fans it was it was gonna get to that level Uh, i that's the first time i've ever been like like in hilton there's been some angry hiltons but that would have been an angry vicious crowd like it already was even after we scored like we were still mad we're doing like four minutes after oh yeah like we're so like dumbfounded because like we've had the like Kansas State pick a flag. We've had we've like so many like game changing stupid penalties that don't need to be there. Like it's obvious like Lazar got tackled. It's like looking back, the guy is like thirty yards away from you and you change like you do a little strut into the end zone and you call a flag. Like what why? Like is that for the <laughs> is that for the Oklahoma State's feelings? Like but like in the same game where Micros can like like break someone's ribs, but you can't like do a little celebration before you get a half yard line in the end zone. That's it's like in the NFL too. Like what? Like why? Like who are we protecting? They're protecting grown men's feelings. Well, it's just the college part of it really clamps down on the whole celebration thing. And Brent Bloom actually tech actually tweeted out the page from the rule book. 
because I think his dad's an official. I actually had his uncle as an, a basketball official at one of the games I coached a long time ago. But it's in the rule book as the way I just read it. Um, but I'm trying to look it up again. There's other rules that, I mean, about re- removing your helmet is obvious. Um, there's other parts of that rule, too, that are just a little over the top when it comes to, you know, what you can and can't do. Um, punching one's chest in front of, an, of another. It says punching one's own chest or crossing ar- one's arms in front of the chest while standing over a prone player. So you knock somebody down and you know, beat your chest or cross your arms while they're on the ground, that's a flag. Removing your, your helmet after a dead ball is a flag. Um, un, uh, what's the other one? Going to the stands, interacting with the spectators. But, like like the like the Lambo leap. That's a penalty. Tell me why that's a penalty. But like who's that hurting? It's certainly no, but it's just it, it's just it's the fun it, place. It's like Eric Hef said, it's the fun place. No, it that's has, all it is. It has to do with pe- hurting people's feelings. No, it's just the fun no, place. No, like ex- the, the high school's it, it high school he goes junior high, high school, college, and every level is a little tighter. High school is really tight when it comes to celebrations. Um I don't know if I don't know if a high school kid would have gotten flagged for what we but saw Saturday. Who, if him doing like, obviously that's the the worst call I've ever seen. But like, let's just say Xavier did a flip in the end zone. Who is that hurting? Well, it'd be remember back that comes from also the flip in the end zone thing, which is illegal, is because of Adrian Peterson. He did that against us and broke his collarbone. I mean, so that's partly partially trying to keep protect the players from themselves. But like. In a game, where can we celebrate? What yeah. can we celebrate? Like, obviously, we storm the field. Like, that's more dangerous than any like anything, like, like public. But we can do that. But they can't celebrate a first down, celebrate a touchdown. This is one that this is one that I think somebody could pull out of the rule book if they really wanted to and really ruin somebody's day. It says inciting an opponent or spectators in any other way, such as so inciting the opponents. Spectators, really? So you run in the end, like Brees runs in the end zone, just kind of crosses his arms and is looking at the Kansas State fans. Is that inciting the other team's spectators? And then it goes on to say, such as simulating firing a weapon or placing a hand by the ear and um, to request recognition, like you're trying to get the crowd to hear you. You know, all of that stuff is in the rule book. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I this goes back to you think the Miami days were really bad. I was in Hilton. When we used to have the plastic tops on cups when you got a drink. And I remember one of the bad calls that all of a sudden all of those lids came flying out of the stands and, and landed on the landed on the court. I remember when Steve Stepanovich from Missouri got inter- introduced and the previous summer he'd either tried to hurt himself with a gun or he called it a hunting accident. And when he got introduced when we played Missouri, the student section section shot off cap guns. We go, so from, that's we've we've gone from there to to, us. to to taking one high step going in the end zone is a 15 yard wipe off a touchdown penalty, and let's just say Purdy throws a pick the next play, oh, like th- that would we're been. heaving things at the, like and we lose that game like that, like we know the margins at Iowa State, like that's the margin you can't like we get a breakaway touchdown the guy's 30 yards away from Xavier. He does like a little, uh, yeah. Anyways, there's so you, there's you, remember, the movie, you remember the movie, the the Express. Yeah. Okay, so that that's about um the guy that was the first African American Heisman. Right, and he was from Syracuse, and they played at West Virginia. Yeah. And if you remember, there's a scene in that movie where they're running out and they're dumping stuff on the players when yeah. they run out onto the field. And so that's, I mean, I know a former college player from you and I that said when he went out to school out west somewhere. I can't remember what it was. They would dump urine on him when they ran out on the field. And so we've gone from that to this in a very short period of time. Um, and I agree. It is it is over the top protecting but somebody's like, feelings. Who or, was at these meetings like, all right, yeah, if I they make a little strut in the end zone, that's, we got we to tamper down on that. That's happened too much in college football. It's ruining the sport. We need to put in a rule to, to help. Our players, let them have fun. I mean, they're kids, first of all. But what was he? What was he doing that would have, that would have offended an Oklahoma State coach? Even if he did high step it from the five yard line on in, 
at what home. Would it, right. What was he doing to offend Oklahoma State? Nothing. He was celebrating a fantastic play. That's yeah. all it was. It wasn't he trying wasn't, to show somebody up. He wasn't turning around holding the ball in the face of somebody. He didn't go take the ball and hand it to the D-back as he's running back to the sideline saying, hey, I got you, or whatever. I mean, that's showing people up. That This was not. I mean, it, it is. It, I think Eric Heff said it perfectly. It is fun police. And you, you're, this is supposed to be a game. We're playing football. We're not working football. It is supposed to be fun. And they're trying to take some of the fun out of the game for the players. That is my opinion. Yeah, I yeah. There's a lot of positives to talk about, but that's like one of the worst. Those is awful. But I would say fans love to be outraged, though. We will oh. do for years. So, so let's compare. You said you know you saw the way Campbell reacted. Campbell on the TV replay goes absolutely bananas for about ten to fifteen seconds. He goes stick. He tells Xavier to go back in the game. And four to four players were run for Xavier. One of the plays, Purdy was on a read, and he could Got have given it to, he could have given an Xavier, but he pulled it and, and kept it himself. The other three plays were to Xavier. Yeah. You don't think that was by on this purpose? Is, that is, was sticking it to him, saying, "We're going to still give this kid the touchdown." Yeah, and Purdy was on point all game, and Xavier. This is probably the Xavier and Purdy game. Like they played outstanding. Absolutely yeah. outstanding. Like yeah. we, Purdy's lights out right now. Purdy, we've talked. Like I gotta admit, I was dogging Purdy the first couple of games. Like, but obviously, like we like Niang had his da- like downtime. Like, there's been I would say like I, like the Tinsley advisor team lost a Drake for crying out loud. Mel, you we've talked about it. you were you were hard on Melvin Edge when he was younger. Yeah, I mean, but so when you were saying you were dogging him, you weren't dogging him. You were just expecting more. And we were all expecting more. He was expecting more of himself at the but beginning. But I don't of the year. think it was. We were kind of unfair on Purdy. But it was like, not just Purdy's playing well. The play calling's way better. Brees Hall looks healthier. Kohler, Offensive line's playing better. Kohler was banged up. Like for what? Like Our kicker was banged up. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, and it all rides behind Tom Manning and Brock Purdy. No matter what, how whose fault it is like, how many drop balls into the like and like. It's Iowa drop balls, like that's not Purdy's fault. So, but, uh, so one detail of the game that I when I, I when I rewatched it is that the one pass, and I know we go back to the Iowa game all the time because I'm I still can't believe we lost that game. But there's a crossing pattern to Xavier in that game that he threw behind Xavier and Xavier didn't catch it. Yeah, two of the passes to Xavier on a similar route Saturday were also behind him. They weren't in front of him or hitting him in the numbers. They were like, if he's running to his left, they hit him in the right shoulder and Xavier made the catch. It's a similar mistake that was made in the Iowa game, except Xavier caught it this time and it wasn't thrown as far behind him. So what that says is, those, those in my opinion, those those first couple games, our timing just wasn't as sharp as it is right now. And now, right now, it is really sharp. Yeah, and also our, their opposing punter didn't punt it in the side the five every single time. Correct. Yeah. And our special team, like Mevis, is finally the punter, and yeah. he kicks like his second pick was a sixty yard yeah, punt. Second, yeah, was, like that was a big one. Like, too. why has it been punting the whole time? Like we knew he played last year at Fordham, I believe, like kicker and punter. But well, we did. We're, we're, we're here now. Learned, we're here now. I mean, I just heard for the first time tonight on. Um, Coach Campbell's calling show that he was hurt in the spring yeah. and he was hurt in the summer. And so he obviously had, was dinged up more than we really knew about till now. Yeah. And now he's, I mean, I think Brees was dinged up. He looks fantastic. Kohler is Kohler again. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, like with kickers, you're, they're only dinged up. Like they're only out there for so long, but we saw him kick it out of the end zone. Like the first kick, I'm like, all right, he's, we finally got their guy. Like, but you never yeah. really see Well, it. I mean, this game was. Oklahoma State's really good. Yeah, their defense I mean, is really good. Yeah, I mean, and they are the best tackling team we've seen all year. I mean, if you go back and watch the game, they don't miss tackles. And they have that one guy that won four state championships in Oklahoma, which is a very in wrestling, which is a very good wrestling state. He never missed a tackle, number 20. He was fantastic. Uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, he was he hit hard. He's the one that stood Brees up at the, the goal line a couple times. Um, and that's I think they're the best tackling team we've seen to date. They just don't miss tackles. Yeah, they just yeah they didn't just didn't create turnovers like Iowa did, but yeah, 
Brees Hall only like had sixty eight yards rushing, or we had total sixty eight rushing, and we win. Like, but like if he told us before the game, like when there's no way we win. Yeah, he said. I think he had seventy, but then we have to take off the yeah. the sacks as a um, as a negative. So yeah, I mean, I don't. I if you would have told me we'd be under hundred yards rushing, I don't think there'd be any way we'd win. But yeah, there it was. The very beginning of the game was like, all right, we're looking kind of slowish. Like, but our defense came out and played. They they have dudes too. Like that one of their. <laughs> One yeah. of their passes, like, they had two really good. Spencer Sand had two really good, t- like, home run throws that nailed them. Like, there's no reason. There's double coverage, and the receiver makes a play right on the money. Yeah, and I, I heard somebody refer to that as a mistake in the secondary. What's the mistake? Like, they, I mean, no one, was like this close to tipping it. He had you had Shim Young in the front, and you had Eisworth in the back. They were both on him, and he dropped it in a bucket. Well, like the I Paul Rhodes era, the guy's open by. 10 yards well i mean but i don't think that was a mistake i think that was just a just football a player play. making a really really good Two, play. like the best receiver and the best like they're one of the best quarterbacks like like home run wise like if he hits like the home run like wise in the big 12 he's like one of the good best quarterbacks in the big 12 to like have the long throw to hit him right <laughs> on the money because sanders kind of weird because like he can do those long runs but the short ones he kind of struggles on right but yeah, he he. I thought I wasn't very impressed coming into the game, but he impressed me in that game, and we just uh, outlasted him. And thank God their kicker sucks. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my God, it was like thirty-two yarder. I'm like, yeah, missed that one at the end of the first half. Yeah, the, missed the one in the beginning. You can't, you can't miss a thirty-two yard field. It was just no. like basically last year, but like reversed our way. Yeah, uh, Sally missed a couple field goals. And, and, and they're, I mean, I'm being, I'm being sarcastic, but and their kicker doesn't suck. I think he was perfect before yeah. that, those two kicks. Yeah, but he didn't miss one all year before yeah. that. But, yeah, just uh, the margins went in our favor this, this game. Will McDonald's really good. Um, yeah. Brock Purdy's pretty good, too. And, and we get Jared Singleton played a little bit again. That's yeah, good to I see. I saw him, too. He, Isaiah he's Lee yes. body slammed a guy a couple times. He he, yeah. he is a monster. So Yeah, we've – yeah, Ryan Vance had probably the tackle of the game, yeah. right? Like, the before the missed field goal, it was like he just had a really good tackle to hold them for the fourth and one. Then they met Gandy. I don't know why they didn't go for it there, but they just yeah. kicked the field goal and missed a 32-yard kick. Will, McDon- Will McDonald's two sacks were yeah, just, that was, yeah, that was just a man taking of, over saying, I'm going to get this dude and well, call it a day. One of the loudest roars yeah. in Jack, or Jack Trice. So we're going to try something new. We're going to turn on the highlights and kind of as we go through the game here and if – um, and so we can kind of go look at the game in a little more detail once you start it now. And so we're just doing the highlights off of YouTube. Um, we just watched the first play. This is the second play that's on the highlight. Um, this is the the, yeah, the, the color they uh, stuffed us. And well, I the, the for this play, like for is the first drive where that was cold. That was like that was a shovel past the color, which we've never seen before. But this year, the spots that all game were pretty pretty yeah, pretty I thought, bad thought they were okay there's no. sanders getting outside he just juked one of our dudes out of the out to get the first down and that's just an athlete making a play yes yeah, they're running back who's a transfer. See, that's no so it's positive that play that play right there is where rose got hurt all right so the play before that him and Zach Peterson were tackling the same guy. So Rose yeah. missed a tackle. Which the first when quarter? was the la- When was the last time you saw Rose miss a tackle? So, Never. Yeah. And so that play, the play before that, Zach Peterson and him converged on the running back, and Zach Peterson just absolutely lit up Mike Rose and hit him in the same shoulder. So he hits him in that shoulder on that play, and Rose is out. So now it's second and goal without Rose, and he's on the sideline on his knees, and they're looking at his shoulder. That was that the hit by Zach Peterson. I'm hoping doesn't doesn't keep uh, Rose dinged up all year because it was it was obviously just two guys trying to make a play. Yeah, which I think with our backups, we we've had probably the best backups in school history because we yeah. had so many. Like Vaughn is a starter, Big Twelve starter, but he just happens to play on behind Rose and Ryan Vance, who've been playing there forever. And it, it's one of those things where we would be doomed, like if. AJ Klein, Jake not go down. Like the backups aren't haven't been playing for years. Now we are in the position where even if Mike Rose misses a half against West Virginia, we still have a shot. Right. And he did miss more more snaps this game than he has in a long time. So Yeah, but just having depth is 
crucial and having the super seniors and one player that really impressed me was a Craig O'Donnell. Freshman. Yeah. He, you see him when he, the guy that comes around the end, he tries to stiff arm him and he knocks the stiff arm out of his hands. That was kind of cool. Yeah. We had a lot of, Nasheem Young was just an animal. Yeah. Absolutely animal. Like Boy, did they remember that one play in the four, second half? There's the missed field goal at the end of the first half. And the, the second, excuse me, second quarter. Um, he had a there's a crossing pattern with one of the Oklahoma State guys and he missed it and the sheem pulled up. Otherwise that guy might be in the hospital. Yeah. Because if he catches it, Ashim is going to light him up. Which Ashim, like you gotta give him credit. He's a stud, but he's not gotten a targeting call this year. No, that's right. Like that's right. Well, that was a big concern at the beginning of the year. He must have really adjusted because last year he was like the first year playing at Iowa State, like college football, and he just wanted to prove that he can nail everyone and he did last year and and how about russ russ was he caught I, like, I was telling somebody he never catches passes the very next play catches a pass yeah it's his first and goal he like he was kind of struggling early on but now he's kind of really embedded himself in the offense which is huge because we need it's an important role now we're blocking and it really it breeze really feeds off of that our tight ends blocking and russ has gotten a lot better over their season yeah yeah, I was really just. This is the series at the goal line where we ended up having to pass it to Xavier in fourth and goal to get it. I was, I really was disappointed we couldn't punch that in through through the running game. But they again, Oklahoma State is great tacklers and they made fantastic tackles at the goal line every play. And I, what what I want to see is maybe what because like when you see Deckers, you so just, this is the play where he's he's acting like he's throwing up money. How is that and not inciting the other team's fans? I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Tampa played okay. Like Tampa's a still a freshman. He's, oh, he's stretching he's so, service. Yeah. He's so athletic. He can like Anthony Johnson was not perfect by any means this freshman year, and he grew into probably the second or third best cornerback we've ever had. So yeah, Tampa. Like it's always the second. Like when you have a stud, one of the best cornerbacks, and it, obviously the next, the opposite side also is not going to be that good, but. He's got the potential to be just as good as Anthony Johnson yeah. down the road. He's just, I mean, he's so athletic. If you've seen his dunking highlights, it's crazy. Yeah, Brees, Brees finally got his long run in the third quarter to start the start our uh, offense since we got – their offense came out and got three and out, which is big on our defense, for our defense. And, and here just, it is. Yeah, there's the infamous – Twelve minutes left in the third quarter. Two, oh, one high step, so one bad. little high step, and then he does more in this. In the, but doesn't – it's not – yeah, that's insanity. Well, like you said that Campbell only freaked out for 15 seconds, but that's because we just punched it. Like, we didn't slow down. We just went and scored. But well, it, you know, if you can make a comparison to that and the um, Michigan State game with Eustachie, and Eustachie absolutely lost his mind when we played him and lost in the, in the Elite Eight – what if we react more like Campbell and just stick it to Michigan State rather than just completely That's going crazy? Completely I mean, different scenario there. Why? Because it's it's a way a coach reacted or, to something. Win or lose, like this this wasn't a if this was the playoff game, I think Campbell would have. I think so. I think like, two, like, like two different personalities. The Big Twelve Championship. Did Campbell not lose it for like four minutes? Yeah, and then I don't we know. threw a pick. But, but he didn't get kick, he didn't get a penalty and get kicked out of he, the game. When was the last time a head coach got kicked out of a college game? I don't know, but he but he didn't get a flag. I mean, I'm just saying that I just think it, we're talking about the way they, they react. Flag. The Big 12 championship got a flag. No, man, I'm talking about I'm talking about this game. He just re- anyway. Yeah, yeah. Apples and oranges, which hopefully, if we ever get to that position where we're in like the Sugar Bowl, where we don't get hosed like we usually do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sanders is good. Yeah, Sanders. Yeah, their receivers are pretty good too. Yeah, I mean they just Mike I mean, Gundy has a good offense. I really like Gundy. I mean he's, you know, this is one of those teams that they're really good, but we have no animosity towards Oklahoma State in my opinion. I mean nobody likes Oklahoma, yeah. nobody likes Texas, but Oklahoma State's another state school. You know they don't get the five stars. They're very well, similar to us. Okie State's basically Iowa State that has a billionaire that went there. Yeah. That's all it is. So they had the billionaire to pay for all the facilities. They. Had Eddie Sutton, who was there forever, and yeah, it was just basically Eddie Sutton, who was John, our Johnny Orr, who just stayed there longer, and mm-hmm. I, I think Eddie Sutton had a, obviously a better uh, peak than Johnny did. But I think Eddie Sutton got caught cheating at Kentucky. That's how he ended up at Oklahoma State. 
Yeah, it was. I tell you what, how good is Xavier Hutchinson? Yeah. I mean, they didn't have anybody that could guard him. Yeah, he. This is the Xavier Hutchinson game. Like, yeah. we remember him for that play, but he played at lights out. Like, he obviously could be playing for Oklahoma right now. Right. He would be probably one of the best receivers on Oklahoma, but just uh, JUCO in Iowa and wanted to come to Iowa State, and that's the Matt Campbell effect because. Xavier was JUCO, but last the two first two years he was in JUCO in Iowa. We were Purdy's first two years, which was one of the best stretches in Iowa State history. He he drew too big, and it's nice to see Tariq Milton come uh, come back too. Yeah, I mean, Tariq Milton has been MIA for a while. He had a nice catch, and then he had a long run in the fourth quarter. It's uh, yeah, just the emergence of. Jalen Owe. Yeah. There's the, did he have three off pass interferences? Or, two, uh, two or three, yeah. those Those are two. I think he had three. He had three. That's yeah. just because they can't That's, guard him. Yep. Um, yeah, it was just uh, it was one of the most, like, intense crowds I've yeah. ever been to. Like, so you, were you at the play, TCU game when, we, when everybody nah, rushed the field? You weren't at that one? I was in Arizona. So yeah, that wasn't – that wasn't – I wouldn't say that was intense, but it was a fun game. Yeah, but – yeah, whenever there's controversy in Iowa State and our emotion, like it's a big, big game, and we feel like we're getting screwed, the lead comes off the place. <laughs> right. Well, it was also a sellout too. It was a beautiful day, so we had plenty of tailgating fuel and everybody. And tell you what, you can't. We've talked about Mevis a million times, but how much? How money has he been lately? He is just phenomenal right now. Yeah, like, Wazariki, I think, played one of his best games. Um, he's really become a force on the inside. Yeah. Mevis, like, he's the answer for a punting. Like, for a third-string punter, like, man, he should be, like, obviously he was hurt, but, man, we should have been using him the whole time because we probably win the Baylor game if he's punting. Yeah, that's true. Because Dunn had to just dud, and they ran it back all the way to the 20, and our defense was lights out that game, and it didn't matter because got, they got the ball in the 20, and we still stopped him in the field goal. Was the difference? You're know, talking about winning in the margins. I mean, that's the margins that we're talking about: punting and kicking. And and the reason we lost those two games is because of that. But yeah, if you you could argue. So how many fourth downs did we go for and not get Saturday? Yeah, like two or two or three. But there are so many like just bad spots. Both teams. I don't know if I just recognize that because like Humboldt usually has that like. That's high school. High school, but I don't know. Like officials are. Just, I don't know if it's just like whenever we're obviously biased because we see all the angles and they just see it right so fast. Yeah, that's the. I think that's one of the hardest calls. Is the spot is you have to see where the ball is at when his knee is down. So, so there was one spot with Purdy. I still think he was across the goal line. Um, it was pretty close, but they never reviewed it. That's the thing that I they don't. I think they should review more spots because it is such a hard call. That throw right there in the in the. Um, fourth quarter that he threw in the end zone yeah. was probably one of the best passes we've seen all year by anybody. I mean, and it was only catch, it, it was only one the only one that could catch it was him, and it was either gonna be incomplete or a touchdown. Yeah, Sanders to the, the one of the best receivers. Tay Martin, Tay, yep. yeah, and, and Brees has really emerged as one of our better receivers too. I mean, yeah. he's really a threat from the from catching the ball out of the backfield. And I I know so we don't use that until like the fourth quarter when yeah. we just hold that in our back pocket because. Yeah, Brees has also had a really good blocks for Purdy. That's kind of like an underrated thing. And I don't know how the that ref, when Xavier caught that and they called it incomplete, and then they one of the refs char- changed it. I don't know how. This one right here? This is a this Some, is this is a that's a catch in the NFL. He had his knee down yeah, and his a, and his elbow. That's a that's yeah. a catch in the NFL. Yep, it is. And, yeah. He he was special. Yeah, Xavier. Xavier just turned it to a different level when he uh, had that one bad call on the. Yeah, Trig Millen finally. Like, yeah, that was awesome. I feel I'm happy for him. If we could just get him evolved, like, it's just yeah, down the seam, he's really good. But we just need it's just not part of our offense. But yeah, we got Brees is 18th or 19th straight Big 12. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's insane, and Will McDonald just. Absolutely eating the guy alive. You can't. Yeah, well, it was a bad snap, and then Will McDonald beats him. That's a bad combination. Yeah, you can't bobble the snap. How about the guy from Oklahoma State playing with a dislocated elbow? Yeah, that's that's a different type. Dislocated of, elbow, like two weeks ago, and he's got a brace on. That's a different type of toughness that I don't have. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that was loud. Will McDonald had that second sack, 
and then we went three and out in the next offensive possession. A, yeah, I mean, and we were we tackled really well in the fourth quarter too. I mean, the play that pretty much ended the game was all tackling. I mean, just making good hits and and not having somebody run through your arms, which we've seen in our day before. But it's just an interesting. Interesting play to do a bubble screen of fourth and two. The last play, if I'm looking at this right, Mike Rose is not yeah, in. Yeah, he got hurt the play before. Yeah, he is I, not in the game. That's what I said. Anthony Johnson or Mike Rose wasn't in. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, we still stop him. Barely. And I tell you what, the the referee kind of added to the crowd, too. He put a little yeah. extra oomph when he yeah. signaled first down the yeah. opposite direction. There was a good video on Twitter of that. It was just like... It was dead silent to just a roar. You know, I'm glad that they didn't review that one either because then they that did, play. They did. they did. They just but, didn't have the uh, video. Yeah, but, I mean, they – well, because that guy was on top of somebody. I think yeah. they could have given him the first there's, down. There's just no video evidence. Yeah. That, but that's the – that's, like, a thing I've heard. They did have to have the technology to put, like, a chip in the ball to see, like, the exact yeah, where the ball is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, obviously. Like, I, don't, I don't – anything that's the beauty of sports is taking away – taking some of the – Taking some of the, leaving some of the the human element in it, but you know at the end of the game, it was on Twitter today. I saw it when what happened, um, live. But uh, Campbell walks Sanders off of the field to make sure he can get off with all the students coming in. Then he goes over and makes sure Gundy gets it because they create a little. They're now creating a little tunnel, um, to to keep the visiting players from getting run over by a drunk fan. And um, I thought that was pretty classy by Campbell, but yeah. walking them off like that. Yeah, because, like, the West Virginia ones where we got fined, and they really yeah. – we finally have a plan in place. Like, right. before then, we just, like, winged it. And Jamie said that tonight. I mean, that's the reason we didn't get fined is because we do have a plan. I mean, the, the cops came out and, and make, like, a little tunnel to get them off the field, and it, and it worked. I mean, but, you know, people criticize people from – for for uh, rushing the field, you know, we just talk, we just spent a long time talking about the fun police. Yeah, let them let them rush the field if they want. Who cares? I mean, but it wasn't like we were we were favored, of course, but we're we not all, ranked, and they're in the top ten. But there's an old other side. Like Michael was in the for the Iowa Penn State one where people just break yeah. their ankles. Like there's that side of the portion too. But there's risk to everything. It was I was kind of like, eh, why were we storming the field? But like. We've gone through so much crap. Like, we finally have a sold-out stadium. We're get, beating a top-10 team. Like, just let them have it. Like, the students, like, especially last year, they're doing online classes, and they finally, like, especially the freshmen like Abby, like, didn't really have the senior year of high school. Yeah, those, kid, those kids that are freshmen in college right now pretty much missed 18 oh. months of high school. And, you know, like – your sister didn't get to go watch your brother play. You get to watch him watch, play twice last year. I mean, they didn't even get to go to high school games. Well, like, last would year. Abby or her friends care that we storm the field? How it looks on Twitter? No, or nobody. The other I don't college care. football fan bases. Like, did anybody, who would? I don't care. It's. I mean, if if we were ranked fifth and they weren't ranked, and we storm the field now, maybe that looks dumb. The only but, one that the storm court, where I'm like, that's unacceptable. When we beat Iowa with uh, Niang, we're ranked fourth. I'm like, why are we storming the court? That's the only yeah. one I'm like, eh, come on. Yeah, I know. We're better than that, but. No, was, yeah, it was. And boy, how much of bas- give to. Speaking of basketball, um, Blake Henson just yeah. quits the team, and it just kind of deflated, like, the Foster thing. That's legal, like, obviously, good riddance if that's true or yeah, whatever. It was more than that. but and Yeah, but, like, that's like, okay, we got that cancer out of the program, and then we just have another one the three weeks before the season. But this first year is just like get rid of the bad apples or the kids that want don't want to be in the program, like know their role in the program at least. Not, I'm not saying they're bad kids, but like um, just like know their roles in the program, like to go for what TJ wants. It's better now than in the middle of the season. Like right. Lucas Tiger. Christmas. Yeah, Lucas, Lucas Tiger is a Lucas great Ta- example. Lucas Tiger just can't, quits the team in the middle of the season. Like Christmas break? Yeah, it was I mean, just ridiculous. And, like, and we've been chanting Luca, trying to get him to yeah. play for yeah. – like, yeah, I think I think Chris uh, Colvin too. Like, right, a really prime recruit comes out state. Just a, I don't know. I was really little when that happened, but you probably remember he was not very. Yeah, you're pretty excited when he good came at, like we yeah good attitude and like like the company I work for like does like fat heads and all that stuff. And I want well, my my uncle to get a fat head of Chris Colvin. And by the time <laughs> we got it, he wasn't even on our team anymore. I'm just like, right. all right, we'll 
Yeah, that was that was kind of funny. Yeah, so you know, I, I TJ had the meetings with the players to define their role, is what he said, and then he quits. So he obviously did not like his role. Yeah, I mean, so that's you but know, he probably he probably said, "I've been waiting eighteen months to play. I went through a hard thing. I should be starting." You know, I'm just spitballing here, thinking about what should have happened. Probably wasn't going to start. Probably wasn't going to, you know, could have possibly been eighth man, and he probably didn't like it and said, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore, and that's it, which is fine. I mean, we have ten guys. You know, we in the Fred years, we played eight. I mean, we just – Yeah, we had football players on our team the, yeah, the we, first year. Well, the first year I think we played like six. I mean, so we just, we just don't – we just can't afford to have any injuries. But, you know – it's like kind of like the whole the Hoosiers thing. You I mean when Hoosiers the Hoosiers coach kicks a guy off the team because he's got a bad attitude and he's only yeah. got five guys ends up finishing him with four. You know that's kind of the line in the sand. A basketball coach has got to got to draw because you know I, I said it. I've said it many times. You know I coached basketball a long time in high school. I'm really looking forward to doing this during basketball because um, I've had to make some of those decisions, albeit at the high school level, about this kind of stuff. But I don't. I had a hard time sometimes managing egos when I was coaching high school. I cannot imagine taking twelve guys who were all the best player on their high school team, mm-hmm. some of them the best player in their state, and then telling them no, you're not going to play. Yeah, I mean, like, that takes a pretty high character guy to be able to handle that. Like uh, on the player side. Yeah, like Terrence Lewis. Like he was one probably the best pl- or one of the best players coming to Milwaukee or uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, and then. Steve Perlman didn't really – it's hard to manage that. It's like you didn't come – Jacoby Long? Yeah. Like second <laughs> best player behind Malik Monk in Oklahoma. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just – it'll be – like it's just kind of hard to, like, anticipate the season when, like, we're picked last and then a week later where we lose one of our best shooters. Like, probably well, that's what I've heard. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's too bad. But it's just the way it is. I mean, do you really think that's – Gonna keep us out of the Final Four? No, I mean we're just yeah, we're just trying to we're just trying to rebuild. Yeah. It's just it's a rebuilding year. We just gotta you know temper expectations. And I just hope we're fun to watch. I mean I think that's when that's what we all ought to be looking forward to. We need to be, you know, a team that there's ten minutes left in the game. We're still watching the game because we're still in it and we're still playing hard. But I mean, we're gonna have nights where Con- where Condon gets in foul trouble and we're gonna be really small. But the thing that difference between like the fan base for for uh like the fred first year between when the fred left and like prom was there we kind of got spoiled really really spoiled like our fan base before that was like picking players up like all right let's go like there was none of that that i've like at the end of the pro era like, really there wasn't like there was some like that's not non-existent like completely non-existent but it wasn't like what we used to be like not just hanging on every single play, like, oh, no. Like, no, we we can, like, Ohio State fans have power in basketball. We, we've seen it so many times. Just yeah. get behind the team. Like, a, it doesn't take much to spark Hilton. And, yeah, just hustle plays and threes, hopefully. Just yeah. sparks Hilton magic back. And yeah, the enthusiasm has been gone for a while. Yeah. I mean, and then. I think uh, same thing happened before Fred came, and um, I'm just hoping TJ knows the history. He's married to a former Iowa State player, um, loves Ames, and so we can't find anybody more invested in this town and Ames than TJ. Started his career at Iowa State, Um, and but like, do you know? Do you think it's a a bond like the Hill Magic is kind of like it's the core of it is obviously loyalty like alumni like it's our pro team but like the relationship between the coach and the fans there was like you have to trust the coach like the fred the johnny or we like those are our guys like we like fred obviously is the poster child of iowa state went to play at iowa state and put in ball like what johnny used to be but johnny or lit filled magic what it was and fred brought it back but and, like, I don't know, do you think you were there for the Larry years? Like, was there, like, that, like, a relationship between the fans and Larry? Was that there, like, the not, like, as much as John? Well, I mean, you was, know. You're or talking, was our players really okay, good? If you go through the history of it, when Johnny took over, we were horrendous. And, the, you know, the urban legend out there, which is a true story, is that 
when Johnny took the job and came home for his first <laughs> from his first practice, he made a pitcher of margaritas with his wife and goes, "We're gonna be really mad." And so, and so, um, you know, he but he came out. You know, the whole all the alumni that are you know in my era remember them playing the Johnny Carson theme song when he came out, and he'd come up and pump up the crowd. Johnny would run out of the tunnel and run all the way down to the end of the opponent's bench and cheer on the fans to get them pumped up to play. And so that's the beginning of the excitement that Johnny yeah. brought. And then he brought a style of basketball that got everybody excited. Um, and then when you go to, uh, I forgot what you even asked me. Like the, oh, relationship. the relationship. So then when you go to the, you know, go into the uh, Larry era, you know, he's preceded by Tim Floyd who had some success and, you know, we won the big, big eight tournament. And, and so the fan base was connected and then we bring in, you know, Larry, who is a hard-nosed guy that said more, dropped more F-bombs on the sideline than than anybody that I've ever seen. But he was intense and, and you know, wanted to wanted our kids to play hard like we like we were just talking about. We want our kids to play hard, and they did. And so I think that's what made everybody like Larry is because we called it Larry Ball. Yeah. We'd out-rebound everybody. We'd play hard, you know. Um, you know, he benched Pfizer in the Iowa game. Um, when Pfizer wasn't doing what he was told at the early in his years there and, you know, gained a lot of respect from people when he did that. And then when you bring in McDermott, you know, he was, you know, a little more laid back personality. And then when you don't win and you have that combination, that's when the enthusiasm starts to wane. In my opinion, I think Greg McDermott's a fantastic coach. Obviously I think he's a wonderful human being. Wasn't a fit, it just wasn't a fit. And then Fred comes in and, you know, he's Fred yeah. and everybody was saying, you know, you know, how is how you're going to be the one to fire Fred if it doesn't go well, kind of like the Scott Frost thing in Nebraska, but it went well. And then Fred decided to go to the, the NBA. And then we bring in a completely different personality. I mean, Steve would come out of the tunnel. You know, Fred was still getting the cheers like Johnny did, but Fred didn't run up and down the court. Um, but Steve was just so laid back that he – you know, didn't have any enthusiasm towards the fans. He didn't, you know, he had some, then the kids started not playing hard and that is where it kind of went south in my opinion. I mean, I, I think our fans appreciate effort. We are a very blue collar fan base, but we're also. a state school that has a lot of blue engineers and people and farmers and veterinarians and teachers that come out of this school that work really, really hard and we like to see that in our football teams and our basketball teams. And I don't think we've seen that the last few years, which is where the enthusiasm but is gone. We were looking at the Stephen Leith or whatever. We were looking like Fred and Steve were very similar, like down to earth, like not like ego dies They're Like we were trying to replace Fred with turning another Fred, but that, but like, but that wasn't the same. Right. But that isn't what happened. I mean, Fred would beat, I remember Fred beating his fist on the f- table at a press conference because he was so mad about our effort. Yeah. Did you ever see Prom do anything like that? Never. No, that's true. But, but I'm saying like from the like wider view, like we were trying to hire a guy, but like Prom was like at Murray State winning like 20 to 30 games. Like there's like no reason to be that. Like Tim Floyd, then we go completely opposite with Larry, who was just like a hothead. Really defensive mind. Oh, Larry, Tim was pretty hot too. Really, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> He's there's a lot of YouTube clips of him getting kicked out of UTEP. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess you're. Yeah, we're just trying to. My my, opi- like my the, opinion is that, is that we saw passion in Fred because we saw the way he played first of all in high school and college. We saw when he would not get ha- we when he was unhappy with some of the way his players played, um, but we also put up a lot of points. Yeah. And that's what you know. That's what Hilton Magic. I think people, people had problem with Tim Floyd back in the day because we weren't putting up a lot of points because we were more focused on defense. I vividly remember, you know, back I lived in Nebraska at the time, and I would sit in my car in my in my driveway and find a station in Western Iowa that I could barely get the call in show for Tim Floyd so I could listen to it. This is pre internet and everything, so my wife still makes fun of me to this day for doing that. And I remember somebody calling in, criticizing Tim Floyd his first or second year because we weren't running it up and down the floor. And Floyd got mad at that guy and said, we play winning basketball. Yeah, which he and did. shut him up. And he, he did. He <laughs> I mean, replaced Phil Jackson, for crying out loud. Yeah. At the Bulls. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
we can talk about basketball forever because I it's Let's, obvi- it's obviously our where we started a passion with Iowa State and but yeah. I tell you what football it, we have got some monstrous games coming up every yeah. game is a big one you know West Virginia is not going to be as good as Oklahoma State but it is a tough place to play it's a hard place to go you get to go yep. right yep me and Barry and. Ian Barry and Paige are heading down to Morgantown. And are you going to sit in the box? I don't know. Well, like, I yeah. guess see where our tickets are at, but we'll I'm be there. See what you think of Morgantown and how you get how the. Yeah. You know, it's a different world. I mean, a lot of mountains and stuff. It's, just, be kind it's of crazy a cool how drive. it's crazy how Iowa State is the closest Big Twelve team to West Virginia, <laughs> right. which is insane because we'll be all know that I'll know that well when we're driving all the way there and all the way back. But yeah, I'm excited. Morgantown. I've heard a lot of nice things about Morgantown, and we'll see. What's all about, and I think yeah, we'll. I think we might do a preview of West Virginia later down this week, but yeah. And I'm we got excited. Texas on the horizon. I cannot wait for that one. Yeah, that'll be especially. Uh, yeah, this gonna be a hostile crowd because oh, at least we know Okie State's coming back to Ames, but this might be the last time Texas comes to Ames for a long time. I think and we might start chanting horns down on Sunday morning sometime, and they'll go through till next Saturday. Yeah. Everybody's gonna be so cranked up for that Texas game, but. It won't mean near as much if we don't figure out a way to pull it off Saturday. We got to be West Virginia one way or the other. Yeah, I think we got some dinged up guys, but we got depth and Purdy is on fire. Brees is doing his thing. Kohler's looking healthy too. Xavier Hutchison is a man amongst boys right now. He's playing at all American level right now. And I tell you what, that you know that Freiler kid, he hits like a truck. I mean. TJ Tampa is, if you watch him rush the passer in a couple of plays, he is fast. He can jump. Will McDonald is doing Will McDonald things right now. Uh, so. Will McDonald, probably the most talented Iowa State player at his position of all time. Yeah, um, he'd probably have some. We'd, or I, at my life, it's pretty easy to say. My, well, yeah. The end? Like, yeah. no. No, I mean, I'm telling you, you said. There's a guy. It's, it's, all, it's all perception. I mean, the, he's the guy that we remember now. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. But, like, okay. Not to bash Patrick Neal, but he's our your neighbor. But we go from Patrick Neal, my childhood, to this guy who's like probably might be a top ten pick. Like that's why, like he's good, but like he's like even more that good because like we finally have a top ten first round pick right. since you were like in elementary school. Yeah, no, I mean we've got we've got talent running out our ears right now. I mean compared to what we've had in the past, but. Like Patrick Neal, it beat. Why are we Pat- talking about Patrick Neal? Patrick Neal's I'm a good pre- guy. We're trying to get his dad on the podcast. Leave Patrick alone. That's why you don't interrupt me. I was gonna keep going. <laughs> he was the starting D end when we beat Oklahoma State a lot, ten years ago. Oh, I got you. Okay. So, uh, he's just an example of like I don't know. He beat the top t- top two team, destroyed the BCS. Patrick Neal, I'm sorry. <laughs> Will well, McDonald's was really good. I think Patrick would agree. Probably agree that. <laughs> Will McDonald's better than he was. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hate to say it, but a hot take. But yeah, just call Neil and Associates Insurance. Yeah, go give him some business, and Patrick will feel much better. Yeah, he he starting on one of the best uh, wins in Iowa State history, so yep. you can't really say much to him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll have the maybe have the West Virginia preview coming up too, and uh, yeah, this is fun, a fun, absolute monster win for us, and monster day, perfect weather. Fan base was incredible, and ended storm of the field just like ten years ago, and uh, yeah, it was one I'll never forget. Yeah, I'm glad. You, I'm wish I could have been there, but I, you know, we had your brother's game on Friday night. We finished the season undefeated, and, and uh, you know, I didn't feel very good at the game, and then I got up Saturday morning and I really didn't feel good. I just fought off a cold and. And watching it on the seventy inch screen is not a bad. I'm just glad I found some. I'm just glad I found somebody to take the tickets. I mean, yeah. somebody's got to take the game, go to the game with this little boy. They'd never been to an Iowa State game before. Not a, not a bad and, one to start. So they that was their first experience going to an Iowa State game. The little guy is seventh, seventh grade or sixth grade, and that was his first experience in in uh, Jack Trice. So yeah, my first ex- like my first remembrance is like playing Ohio and freaking <laughs> yeah. So the de- the game like the year after Seneca and we. I don't, know, I don't know if he won. It was, I think, John Walter's first game calling that. Oh, like, really? That was when, yeah. Like, those so, were, you're after Pete Taylor passed away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah here's a trivia question. I heard somebody say that Eric Heft has only worked with two people. I think, no, that's right. He only worked with Pete Taylor and John Walters because there was somebody pre-Eric Heft with John with Pete Taylor. I can't remember who it was. Was it Gary, was it Gary Thompson? Ago. No. Gary, on, the ra- on the radio. Gary Thompson was 
fantastic oh, interview. Yeah, that's he, one. And he was like, fantastic in, that's on like TV. A, that's a bus, bucket list interview. I want to interview Gary Thompson because yeah. he's well, he's got some stories. He's boy. probably got some stories. So yeah, beat Will Chamberlain. Yeah, in the armory had pigeons flying around in the rafters when they're playing. All right. Yeah. Well, so hey, by, uh, remember the special going on this week. Go to GrandviewBeef.com. Um, you can still get your free beef sticks. If you enter the Sound the Sirens promo code, you get 10 free beef sticks. Throw them in the cart. Use the Sound the Sirens code STC, um, and you'll get those beef sticks for free. We're also going to throw in a free T-shirt. So if you uh, order from Grandview Beef this week, um, send us through. Um, we'll get a hold of you because I'm talking to them, and they're going to tell us if there's an order to come through. But you got to use the promo code STC. It's a fantastic company and fantastic beef. You want to put some beef to – uh, get some nice beef for your uh, tailgate or watching the game Saturday. Um, go to grandviewbeef.com, uh, or make an order, but then throw in 10 beef sticks into your cart. Use the promo code STC for Sound of the Sirens. You'll get those beef sticks for free. Also, go to chewworks.com. I've talked about them a million times. It's a chew chew thing our dog loves. Um, single ingredient collagen chew with a hold to chew that um, keeps it from swallowing and keeps, keeps them safe. Um, use the Sound of the Sirens code STC there. Um, you get a free koozie, and you also get a free T-shirt. So uh, check that out this week. I think we might try to do something on Twitter again yeah. um, as a giveaway. Follow Thomas on um, the Sound of the Sirens on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, YouTube. Yeah, subscribe to our YouTube. It's kind of sad numbers, but we gotta yeah. we gotta get ramp that up. YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram, MySpace. No, no. MySpace. Um, Send us a letter, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I ran out of jokes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. My grocery store joke killed it on Twitter. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Go check that out on Twitter. That's pretty good. This uh, grocery gro- grocery store tweet. Right? All right. Well, this is also... Yeah, I don't know. Go Cyclones. <laughs> Go Cyclones.